Uh, first, I want to thank, uh, start by thanking all the people of the BMV for one of the great turnarounds in, uh, we've ever seen in public service. Uh, uh, 09 year to date, average visit time end to end 736. Here in Ashley's branch, uh, she and her team members have it down to 6 minutes, 40 seconds. So please don't disrupt uh, their record as you come and go. Customer satisfaction between 97 and 98 percent. Um, always try to make it better, but uh, just enormously grateful to these public servants for what they have done and uh, what they continue to do. We're here to uh, talk about a, a one modification and one non-modification in uh, Indiana's plans to meet the new federal requirements. It will be federally required within a few years uh, that you have a nationally compliant ID or license uh, to board airplanes, to enter federal buildings, perhaps a few other purposes. And, um, we, and, and it is required that every state begin that process in January, and so we will do that. But after listening to the public and thinking this situation over, we've decided to make this process optional, not mandatory, for those who start renewing in January. Uh, meaning that people will have from now to 2016, which is the federal government's uh, currently stated compliance date, to uh, uh, prove your uh, citizenship, to prove your uh, uh, identity um, fully. We're going to encourage everybody. It's not a hard process. Uh, bring a passport, bring a birth certificate, any of a variety of documents will do it. We encourage everybody when your turn comes to just go take care of it and get a federally compliant uh, ID or license. But if that's not convenient, Indiana will issue a uh, non-compliant ID and you'll have any time up to the federal deadline to come and upgrade it if you so choose. You'll never be required to have a compliant ID, but you, the federal government will prohibit certain access if you don't. Um, so I certainly intend, when, when my license comes up, to come in and get one. And I don't think it's going to change these uh, uh, best in America visit times very much. But we just want to do everything we can to make this uh, process convenient uh, for people. And that's why this new flexibility, uh, Commissioner Miller and I and his, and his commission have agreed it makes, it makes good sense. There will be one change previously announced for next year that we're not going to modify. And that is that uh, we will be issuing driver's licenses uh, centrally, meaning that much like a license plate, often you'll get a temporary license for a few days and your permanent license will come in the mail. Why? To prevent uh, people who are here illegally or people who are trying to uh, pursue fraud of various kinds from getting a license when they know that their identity and their application is going to go into a central office even for a couple days and be checked against the whole database, we know either they won't try for multiple IDs or we'll catch them when they do. And we brought our current uh, star, William Sherman Smith. He's on his way to prison or there now, I can't remember. Um, this is only a partial example of uh, what William uh, accomplished. Uh, he had 149 IDs. Uh, at least six of them he was registered to vote. So apparently he's a very active citizen. But, um, uh, you know, we're going to make it next to impossible for people to do this. He was undoubtedly 
defrauding credit card companies and other uh, uh, vendors. And uh, there are far too many people like him, even with our new and improved system. So we will not change the central issuance idea. Uh, you will come in, a BMV, you'll still leave in 736 or less. Uh, you'll have a perfectly valid ID or license when you leave, and a few days later, the permanent one will arrive. But um, we, do, we did decide to modify the, and, and give six years really of flexibility to anybody who feels they need it in order to meet the new federal guidelines. And again, I just want to uh, thank the people of BMV for everything they've done to make um, all our processes as customer-friendly as possible, and this, this decision, we, we hope, is in that spirit. Yes, if, if a citizen, it's for, it's for renewals, which is the vast majority of what we do. But if a citizen moves in from out of state, they will have to uh, meet the federal compliance guidelines. Incidentally, teenagers, uh, uh, like the young man I met over here a little while ago, have always, well at least for the last several years, have had to, to pr produce these same documents, proof of birth or citizenship and so forth. So it's it's really not that new, it's just that what what Junior has had to do for a long time, now mom and dad will have to do when they renew. Not too much, but you know, it was mainly internal discussions. I, I was curious uh, to know what we thought it might do, how, in ter just in terms of confusion. I think we decided no matter how many times we um, talked about it, no matter how much pre-announcement and communication, you might still have people uh, not get the word, show up confused and have to make return trips. And so um, we've just worked so hard, the people of BMV have, to, to get where we are today. I didn't want to do anything that wasn't necessary uh, to, that might set that back. And since the federal government's position is that this is still six plus years away, let's use that time. Well, I'll let Andy answer, but uh, I think the answer is we feel pretty secure about that, but Andy? You know, clearly our number one goal is to prevent this over here, and so that is where the vast majority of fraud occurs. Secondly, we'll be sending these through the mail just like you get your credit card or your passport, and it's very, very secure. Each will have an identification number on them. The other option, if citizens are genuinely concerned about that, they can actually have it sent back to the branch and they can show up within three to five days and get it here. You know, I, I remember asking the same question, and I, uh, and the first obvious answer is it's got your picture on it. If somebody steals it out of your mailbox, they, they'll probably have a hard time uh, passing themselves off as you, as opposed to William here, who had 149 IDs with his picture on them, and he was having a field day until uh, we caught him. Well, because we've got seven years to keep communicating, and, and uh, there will be lots of chan multiple chances now for people to get a, uh, a mailer ahead of time. Hey, don't forget, your renewal date is coming, and this time you have the chance, which you ought to take, to upgrade to a federally compliant license. But, uh, uh, I, you know, somewhere I suppose still on December, in December of 2015, there may still be somebody out there who... It didn't catch on, but we think we can really minimize that. Are 
Yeah, well, I think we're probably as, going to be as fast out of the blocks as anybody, but my sense is that um, more states than not will take this gradual and flexible and optional approach. I don't think we know yet what, what choices everybody has made. I mean, it, first off, we're going to augment the current campaign, so really the cost to do that is very, very minimal. Um, the message is still valid, and we expect, as the governor said, expect and hope that people will come in and renew. We're just going to augment with that with here are some options if you can't or won't or just want to wait. Yeah. I mean, really, every word on that sign is true. It's just that we can we almost put a sticker on that says, but you've got a few years to, to uh, measure up. Hmm? Yes, it absolutely is. For instance, uh, uh, I've talked to a couple senior citizens who've said, well, gosh, I don't fly, uh, can't imagine ever needing to be in a, in a federal building. And the answer is no, you don't have to do it. Um, your uh, ID or license will be valid for all non-federal purposes. But, um, uh, you know, this, this is an important, it is, this is an important uh, change. It is going to help make a lot of difference in making sure that People are here legally, that only citizens of the United States or Indiana carry these IDs. It'll do a lot about identity fraud and possible other forms of fraud. And so uh, we encourage everybody to get it done, but we're just trying to be as flexible as possible about how long you have and how easy we can make it. Yeah, actually, it really wasn't that large of a number. In fact, I think to date we may only have a couple hundred. We get thousands literally every day. But, I mean, I think what the governor said is, is right. A lot of those were folks who were just genuinely concerned, and we said, look, if we've got an option, it's in our best interest to make sure that these folks can deliver the best customer service. And we still expect the vast majority of people to show up in January wanting to comply, and our goal is to help them comply as quickly as they can. I, really, again, I, uh, I, I think if we hadn't uh, taken a more open stance on this, there would have been... When, when people actually got around to it, a whole lot more folks uh, confused and uh, possibly inconvenienced. And uh, uh, so I, I, I appreciate very much the uh, commission and the commissioner uh, deciding to make this modification. I, you know, I think there would have been confusion, although, again, now we've got years to work on it, and so I think we'll, we will minimize that. And uh, not everybody will easily lay hands on their birth certificate, for instance, so there will probably be some who need a little time to gather the appropriate documents. Uh, but um, uh, I think we've uh, dealt with it as in the most customer-friendly way we can think of. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing, too, that, that we knew we needed to make sure folks understand is for all of our document requirements, we do have an exceptions process. The birth certificate's the most common. We had a guy came that said, I was born in Kentucky, the courthouse burnt down, you know, and, and, and we hear that a lot. And, and for those types of folks, we do have an exceptions process where we can look at church records, you know, school records, other types of things, court records. So 
you know, our, our goal is to say yes confidently and we'll work with folks in whatever way, including up to giving them a non-compliant card for a period of time if, if that's what they choose. You know, a, a point you'll have thought of, but um, I believe the most important effects of this whole set of practices and um, will be uh, preventive. William won't come in, and, and all the Williams out there won't even come in in the future if they know they have to produce these extra documents. If they know that their picture and application is going to go into the central computer and be instantly checked, um, they just won't try the system. And, and so I think there'll be an enormous numbers of phony or false applications that never get made in the first place. And if they do, we're much, much more likely to catch them. But I think the sort of prophylactic effect that it'll be hard to measure, but uh, will be the biggest. <laughs> well, we've come to be kind of fond of William, and may maybe that exceptions policy would apply. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Norm. Next question. Spoken like an Ohio type. Anybody else? Well, thank you. And, and we appreciate, uh, kidding aside, we appreciate the important role of the news media in helping us get the, these guidelines and this information out to folks. The better job we all can do of that, the, the fewer people who will ever uh, spend an extra even minute uh, uh, getting this done. So thanks so much for being here.